0: Today is the third day of May. I am Denise. Welcome to Psalmscast. It's great to be here sharing time together in the Lord's presence. Yes, it is true. Whenever we invite the Word of God into our lives through our eyes or our ears, we are actually standing on holy ground in the presence of God. And what a gift. What a joy this is. And often in these moments, our life can be transformed by His mercy and His grace. So today we will journey through Psalm 3, Psalm 33, Psalm 63, Psalm 93, and Psalm 123 as we read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, today we turn to the final chapter of the Gospel of John. In the message that he had for Peter, it is a powerful reminder of which way we are to go. So let's take just a brief moment and invite the Lord to be our focus for this time. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have invited us here into your presence. We do come humbly seeking you, Lord. We are searching desperately for you. We desire to draw near to you, to experience your mercy and your grace in our life. We ask that you would pour your truth into us. Lord, we are desperately looking for peace and joy, a peace and joy that is not given by what we can get here on earth, but is a gift from you. So we are opening our hearts and we are opening our minds to you. We ask that you would allow our lives to be transformed by the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 3, a psalm of David regarding the time David fled from his son, Absalom. O Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me, so many are saying, God will never rescue him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept, yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord. Rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. Psalm 33 Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for Him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to Him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything He does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He assigned the seas its boundary, and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole earth fear the Lord, and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at His command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people He has chosen as His inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts, so he understands everything they do. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horses to give you victory, for all its strength cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear him those who rely on His unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. Let Your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in You alone. Psalm 63, a psalm of David regarding a time when David was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night, because you are my helper I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. But those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin. They will go down into the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear to tell the truth will praise him while liars will be silenced. Psalm 93 The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has stood from time immemorial, you yourself are from the everlasting past. The floods have risen up, O Lord. The floods have roared like thunder. The floods have lifted their pounding waves. But mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, the Lord above is mightier than these. Your loyal laws cannot be changed. Your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 123, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We keep looking to the Lord our God for his mercy, just as servants keep their eyes on their master. As a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal, Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy, for we have had our fill of contempt. We have had more than our fill of the scoffing of the proud and the contempt of the arrogant. The Psalms that we have heard today affirm that God sees us. God knows us, every single one of us. God is faithful and good at all times because that is the nature of the Eternal One. He is holy and everything that he does is right and good. Yes, I am not a fan of discipline or having to live with the consequences of my sinful choices. Yet, just as a father who loves his child disciplines that child when they act childishly or break the rules, God does allow us to feel the sting of discipline and consequences so that we will choose to follow Jesus and to live in obedience to God instead of doing whatever seems best in our own thinking. I cannot speak to other people's situations, but often my emotions are strong, and I need the wisdom of God to rein in my impulses before I go careening down the pathway to destruction. And yes, I am so thankful for those who will speak truth into my life even when everything in me gets all unhappy about it. This is one reason that we should all be asking the Lord to help us find mentors and spiritual truth speakers to assist us in navigating through this earthly journey. Friends, there are so many voices coming at us, and we need voices that their background, their backbone is founded in the Word of God and in Jesus. People who love God, the Bible, and who are not afraid of telling you the truth, even when it is not pleasant. For me as a young person, a young adult, the Lord impressed on me that my parents would always tell me the truth if I would be up front and invite them into my decision-making. At that point in time, both of my parents were really caught up in life's struggles, and God really honestly was not a part of our home environment. Yet, in hindsight, the truth and guidance they provided when I was willing to be transparent and honest with them abundantly blessed my life. And no, life did not turn out the way that I envisioned it as a 22-year-old. But choosing to believe God and the fifth commandment, which is honor your parents, led to an abundantly better path, one for which I am humbly thankful and praise God nightly for the husband that he brought forth. As our sons were growing into men and were heading off to college, they were no longer under our influence We advised them to find godly men who were at least 10 years older than they were, who had a deep abiding love and fear of God, a passion for Jesus, who believed that the Bible was a necessary handbook for navigating through earth's journeys, and someone who would always be straight with them if they needed a sounding board, a person who was not afraid, was not even bothered to tell them that they were flirting with sin and that, or that they had fallen into sin. Let us look to Jesus and those who were closest to him. After Jesus was raised from the dead, after those three days and nights in the heart of the earth, Jesus spoke frankly to Peter about many things. Peter had a humble fisherman's background before Jesus came and called him. Time spent day in and day out with Jesus transformed his life in radical ways. But when Jesus needed the support of friends most as his accusers came forth into the garden, Peter acted rashly and then denied Jesus three times, just as Jesus had told him at the Last Supper. We are visiting The moment when Jesus had a very frank conversation with Peter about the direction and trajectory of the rest of his days. This was after Jesus had been raised from the dead, but before he returned to heaven. The bottom line of Jesus' message to Peter was this, feed my sheep. Remember Jesus telling the tempter after 40 days in the desert that man does not live by bread alone. But by what? Do you remember? But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And where do we find that today? In one place, in God's living word, the Bible, reading, listening, praying, and praising. In that moment, Jesus gave Peter a very clear vision of what was ahead, and it was not all roses and sunshine. Jesus gave Peter, and he also gave us a mission, And it is so simple, just two words, follow me. Jesus, that is what we are doing. We are following you in every way that we know how, and yet these moments, they strip everything away. They give us clarity. They reorient us to what is going on here. And we admit that we get about the business of following other people And we get about the business of being saturated with obligations and responsibilities in life and forget that this is the adventure of faith that you have invited us to. A collaboration, a friendship that you have invited us to. So often things just get so busy that even when we are talking to you, we're just barking orders, just asking you to do stuff. We're not really being a friend, and yet you have been a friend that will stick closer than a brother. We are so sorry about that. We've got our heads on straight now. We see what is going on, and your words will echo down the halls of the story of our lives from this day forward. Follow me. Come, Jesus, we pray in your mighty name. Amen www.salmscast.com is the website where you can find out more about what's happening. Yes, the website is still a work in progress and may nothing happened. Yet, this is a place where you can reach out to us with your prayer requests, with comments, with your need for a Bible or other resources. We are here for you. If you have a prayer request or an encouragement that you would like to send in using your cell phone, the best way to do that is 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States, you can use WhatsApp. And that number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also use social media to connect as well. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. So that is it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, John chapter 21. Yesterday, the Lord brought to my memory the news stories about 2021 being the year of the 17-year cicadas, and I posted a link to the YouTube video about the life cycle of a cicada. As the cicada emerges this year as a nymph, it grows rapidly, and eventually it has to shed its old skin when it becomes an adult. This reminded me that When we come to the saving grace of Jesus, we begin a journey of faith, a journey of salvation. And yes, it's an ongoing thing. We often still struggle with self and sin, especially in the early part of the journey as we are learning and growing in God's Word, which is our handbook for how to live life. It's not churches nor is it men who teach good moral lessons with a verse or two or have maybe great praise bands or worship sessions god's word is honestly the food that we need to be consuming on a regular rhythm if we want to grow and to mature and just like the cicada we shed our old skin and we mature into adults leaving our old ways behind. And then many of us at that stage are like the male cicada, and they sing a song to anyone who will listen. Yes, their goal, the cicada's goal, is to attract a mate. But as I watched that YouTube segment, I was shocked to know that man can trick the cicada to follow a the sound of a female cicada by snapping his finger. The demonstration was startling. And yes, it did remind me that in our world, there are many voices mimicking the one true God, the one that we desire to be drawn to. Those voices that lie imposturous as divine or demand that we do life their way, they are frauds. And we need to understand this truth. There is only one true living God, but many fakes who do try to teach and promote a different gospel. So, as we go into this chapter, allow God's words of wisdom to wash over you and to wash through you, trusting the Holy Spirit To draw what you need to know today. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life today. John chapter 21. Jesus appears to seven disciples. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas nicknamed the twin, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called, Fellows, Have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work. Jumped into the water and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you like. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, Follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? Jesus replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, What is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here, and we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. The words follow me. We need to engrave those in our minds and in our hearts and to be a watchword for us, a message for us, because our society is daily sending us a barrage of false gospels that the good citizen is supposed to believe. The problem is that a lot of those messages are twisted messages a bit of truth that has been twisted to fit an agenda that is opposed to God's word and everything that Jesus taught. Those messages sound like they are protecting the citizens, but anything that requires a Christian to compromise or forces that person to pollute his body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, is to be avoided. If we would actually take God's full counsel that is put forth in the Word, we would know intuitively right from wrong. You know, in my lifetime, I have watched communities across the United States pull down the Ten Commandments from their buildings under the guise of a division of church and state. As a result, several generations of children do not see God's Word in public places And many of them are totally clueless that those Ten Commandments actually do apply to our life today. That's very frightening. In a world where there are so many messages being pushed into our world through the avenues of our eyes and ears, each of us needs to tune our hearing to one voice, the Word of God. Yes, some of us are blessed have learned to discern that small, still voice. But in the moments when the cacophony of noise and information overload me, so that I'm not able to filter out all the junk and hone in on the Lord's whispers, diving into God's Word is the place for me. So friends, let's keep Jesus' words in our heart. Follow me.